Well, hello, everyone. It's so good to be with you today. First and foremost, I do want to uh, thank Pastor Brent and Faith Alive Family Church for presenting me with this opportunity to share God's Word, to uh, share with you, the men. I understand this broadcast is, uh, is titled, or this ministry group is somewhat titled for, for men only. And I think it's so awesome that, uh, that there's a ministry out there. I was just chatting with JJ beforehand about how in today's day and age, and even in the church and in the culture of the church, um, my opinion is that there's a great lacking and there's a great need that presents itself for men's ministry. So I really admire what Pastor Brent and what Faith Alive Family Church has, has done and, and the, the, the foot forward that, uh, that you guys are doing right now in establishing this ministry and this time together for the men, to encourage the men, um, you know, in, in the place that God has given us to encourage the men in, in all the different topics. I've, I've listened to most of those that have gone before me. And it's awesome to see the revelation that, that God is giving, you know, the, the different individuals who have shared in regards to men. So today I, I'm going to go and I'm going to get everyone to turn to Matthew chapter 25, verses 21 and 22 primarily. And uh, the topic or the theme that the Lord has put upon my heart to share with us as men today is on stewardship. You know, we oftentimes hear this word in, in church circles. It's oftentimes, um, you know, thrown around in the area of finances. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit uh, in the latter part of the broadcast. But we're going to start here in Matthew chapter 25, verses 21 and 22. Now, this is all in regards to the parable of the, uh, the talents. Um, or the uh, parable of the three servants, as, as certain translations describe it as. Now, I'm going to read verse 21 and 22. It says, The master was full of praise, and he says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling the small amount, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Now, obviously, this is in response to you know, the, the, the talents that were, that were placed in and amongst the three different men or the three different categories. And we've, we're all, or most of us should be very familiar with this account where one was entrusted with five, one was entrusted with two, one was entrusted with one. And obviously the first two, the five and the two came back with five more in addition to, and two more in addition to. And it was the one who was entrusted with, um, lastly, obviously just went in and hid the, hid the talent, hid what, you know, God had or the master had given to, to that person, what he had entrusted him with and, and didn't, you know, invest it or didn't steward it in the proper manner. So as we see in verse 21, as I've read so far, is that I'll read it again. It says, well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling small amount, the small amount. So now I will give you many more responsibilities. So one of the very first things in regards to the topic or the theme of stewardship is with stewardship comes responsibilities. Now, many of us hold responsibilities that look different, you know, as, as our faces differ, you know, we have different jobs, we have different, you know, careers, some of us are in education, um, some of us are in the business sector, some of us have families and wives and children, others of us don't. So at the, the one thing that, that we all do have in common is responsibility. You know, God has entrusted, you know, to, to all of us, to each of us as men, you know, many different things in which we have a great responsibility for stewardship over. 
So Psalm 24, verse 1, I want to read this for us today. It says, the, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. God owns it all. You know, this is one of the very first, like, foundational mindsets which brings us to and, and leads us to a lifestyle of stewardship. Understanding the, the truth that we are stewards, not owners. I think that a lot of times we as men, you know, we, I, I think of us here in the natural. You know what? It's great to be an owner of certain things. It's great to, you know, own houses, own cars, um, obviously own things like clothing and, 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 a, and the list goes on. It's great. It's, it's a great feeling to have ownership of something. Many of you can think back to the first time you had ownership of your first car, your first house when you signed those documents. It, it, it brings us a great feeling to have ownership. But, but in the biblical viewpoint and in regards to the context of stewardship, there is a grave difference between ownership and stewardship. And God has called each one of us men to stewardship. So first and foremost, as Psalm 24 verse 1 encourages us, we have to create and begin to live out of a mindset, out of an attitude of this, that God owns it all. We don't own anything. We are stewards down here on earth. God has entrusted to each one of us many different things in life, and it's our responsibility, a great responsibility to steward that of which God has entrusted us with. Now, I want to talk about four things very quickly. I don't want to spend too much time laboring on these, but being responsible or exercising stewardship in these particular areas. Number one, in our gifts or in our serving. You know, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, it says that God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So one of the first things in us being responsible or us, us stewarding over is our gift and our service unto God. You know, see, our gifts and our service will always include others. It will always include the world around us. You know, God hasn't put a gift inside of each one of us just for us, but he's put a gift on the inside of each one of us to affect in a positive way to influence the world that's around us. So number one, being responsible over the gifts, being responsible in our serving. Yeah, the body of Christ, but also serving, you know, those in the lost, the hurt, and the dying world around us. Number two, being responsible in our giving. We're going to get to that eventually here. So I'm going to somewhat skip quite quickly to, to number three and number four. Number three, being responsible or being a steward over our families. You know, many of us have, have wives, we have children that God has entrusted us with. And it's a great responsibility for us to steward, you know, those relationships, to steward those family units. In, in the proper way, in the responsible way, so that we get the response in the end, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with little, so now I'm going to entrust you with much. And lastly, number four is our relationship with God. You know, I say, I, I, I put it number four, I, I didn't put it lastly because it's the least important, but it would, of course, be at the very top of the list, stewarding our relationship with God, making sure that we're, we're cultivating and prioritizing and, 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 you know, really just understanding that we have a great responsibility. You know, God commands us to all kinds of things in his word that we have to, you know, uphold and we have to, you know, bring character to. 
You know, we have to be people of his word. We have to be people that know his power. We have to be people that, you know, are going to be salt and light to the world around us. So responsibility, as we've seen in Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, responsibility will lead to accountability. You know, all three of these different individuals, for the sake of time, I never read the the full account because I I trust and I know that many of us have, have heard it numerous times before. But responsibility will lead to accountability. Each one of them had to give an account. And it's no different than us as men or us as individuals. You know, we all are going to give an account as to what we did with that of which God has entrusted us with. And as men, being a men, men only broadcast, as men, I think that is a very weighty statement that oftentimes in in, in the busyness of life, oftentimes in the flow of society, oftentimes in the systems of the world, we lose out on possibly in areas of our responsibility, in various areas of, of, of stewardship, because We've chosen to go, you know, and, and, and just do things the way the world does things, kind of go with the flow as the saying goes. I, I, I want to highlight three scripture references here that, that pertain to Jesus. Mark chapter 10, 45 tells us that, that Jesus came, Jesus made this, this, you know, this comment to his disciples. He says, I came not to be served, but I came to serve. Philippians chapter 2 verse 7 tells us that Jesus took the humble position as a servant or as a slave. And then lastly, in Luke chapter 22 verse 42 tells us when Jesus was just about to go to the cross, you know, when he was just about to, you know, go right to the end, he makes this statement. He makes this comment, not my will, but your will be done. Now, when we look at those three scripture references in the context or in light of stewardship, I see stewardship running through all three of those verses that I've just, you know, quickly touched on. Especially, you look at that last one found in Luke 22, verse 42, where Jesus says, not my will, but your will. In other words, it's, it's, it's like him saying, I'm not an owner here. I'm stewarding, you know, the purpose and the plan that, that God has for me right here, right now. And you know what? I, I oftentimes think, uh, you know, in many different ways, you know, if, if Jesus, you know, embodied this or he resembled this or he, you know, gave us this example or he said a certain thing, how much more for us? How much more for you and I as, as men of God? So uh, I think one of the questions that I want each one of us to, to get ourselves to asking today is, is how can we start or how can we continue to be a good steward? You know, I think that would be a, a common sense question that we would get from the, the context and from today's lesson is, how can we be a good steward? What does it mean? What does it look like to be a good steward? Now I'm getting back to point number two, which is on giving. If, if you can write this down, if you can say this aloud, you can do whatever you're doing, because I know that many people will tune into this, whether you're, you got a break at work or whether it's in the evening or in the early morning, whatever. But you can write this this statement down that stewardship starts with giving. Stewardship starts with giving. I want us to understand that. I want us to get a great revelation on that today, that our stewardship, that stewardship in general starts with giving. Matthew chapter 6, 24 tells us that no one can serve two masters. You can't serve both God and money. Other translations or versions say God and mammon. So you, you, you can't serve two masters. I'd like to comment this, that too many men, too many men, yes, in, in, you know, outside of the church, but I would say, unfortunately, if we were to be honest, 
also inside the church. Too many men are stewarding for the wrong master. You know, you don't have to convince yourself, you know, too hardly. If you go out and you buy a brand new, let's say an RV, you buy a brand new nice motorhome, you don't have to convince yourself very hard to say and, and to get yourself to a position where you begin to steward, where you begin to steward and look after and wash and clean and wipe and, 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 and you know, really take care of really manage, really, you know, take great responsibility in, in, you know, the finite details of this new, you know, toy or this new, this new luxury, you know, item that you have purchased. You don't have to convince yourself very much, you know, to go and re respond in such a way. Why? Because you understand stewarding that particular item. You know, it costs you a lot of money, you have a lot of investment in it, all these other things. So it's just somewhat natural that we have a great passion, a great desire to steward it. But too many men are stewarding for the wrong master. Too many men, even in the church, are caught up with all these other things. The RV is just an example. Maybe it is an RV. Maybe it's something that's, that's not even related to the, to the financial, you know, category. But too many men are caught up with, with these other things, with these other things that, that, that now have a tendency to take our, our focus and take our stewardship off of God. And if we were to be really honest in light of God's word, we find ourselves in, in, a, in a rough place, in, 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 in a situation where we are truthfully just stewarding the wrong master. We are, we, are, we are giving so much care. We are giving so much, you know, passion, time, effort, energy, resources to, to the master of the world, the master of the worldly system. And, and all along the way, while we neglect to steward that of which God has entrusted us, maybe even to go as far as, say, our relationship with him. It begins to fail, begins to, you know, fall by the wayside over things like the example of the RV. And of course, there's many examples that we could substitute in there. You know, it's, it's, I don't think it's by coincidence that, that it's, you know, the first command that God gives us is, is people is that we shall have no other gods before him. Because uh, of course we, we could think that, you know, God knows that, that if we can, if we can have an idol or if we can, you know, really treasure something, uh, you know, to, to a particular degree, we're really investing. We really, you know, put our passion there. We, we put our energy there and, and, and then our heart begins to go there. You know, it's like the scripture found in Matthew 6, 21, that says where your treasure is there, your heart will be also the same principle is at work. So our giving is reflective of our hearts. Our giving is reflective of our heart. So going back to the statement, stewardship starts with our giving. Stewardship starts with our giving. In Malachi chapter one, most of you are probably thinking Malachi chapter one, nobody ever reads Malachi chapter one. We always go to Malachi chapter three. But in Malachi chapter one, verse 14, it says this, it says, cursed is the cheat who promises to give a fine ram from his flock, but then sacrifices a defective one to the Lord, for I am a great king. Cursed is the cheat. I want to tell you and encourage you as men that there's no cheating in stewardship. There, there's no cheat code. There's no shortcut. There's no, you know, cheat route that you can take, that I can take in regards to stewardship. As I said before, stewardship 
as God's word really shows us very, very clearly in many, you know, different scriptures, that stewardship starts with giving. If we can't get to a place, and if we, we as men don't find ourselves in a place today where our giving is, you know, is, is reflective of the, the, the reference that I just read in Malachi, if our giving is contrary or our giving is non-existent to that of which God has commanded us or that of which God has entrusted us, we find ourselves in a place and in a position where we need to bring about some change, where we need to make some decisions, where we, where we need to be challenged by God's word, receive God's word in obviously a, a challenging way. But, you know, God's word, as, as challenging as it may be at times, as, as, as maybe as rough or as harsh as some of these scriptures, you know, this particular scripture says, cursed is the cheat. Cursed is the cheat. And I know like none of us want to be considered, none of us want to fall under the, the, the category or the class of a cheater, you know, of a, of a liar, of a thief, as, as later in chapter three, Malachi gets into. None of us want to fall, you know, or be found under those categories. But the simple reality is that there's no cheating in stewardship. There's no cheating in stewardship. I want you to think about that for a second as, as men. Maybe you can think about a particular area. Maybe there's multiple areas where you have cheated or you've attempted to cheat in, in that of which God has entrusted you with to steward over. We can go back to Matthew chapter 25. Look at the three different accounts of those three different individuals who were entrusted with something. You know, the first two, they didn't cheat. They didn't cheat. They stewarded over what God had entrusted them with, what the master had, had given them and said, look after it, care for it. I'm going to return one day. Unlike the third, you know, he, he began to think. If you read on in, in chapter 25, he, start, he begins to make certain comments that, well, I, I knew you were a harsh man and I know you, you were a man to conduct yourself in this way, on and on and on. So he, he came to the conclusion in his mind, he, he had an attitude that I'm just going to hide this thing. In other words, I'm, I'm going to, we'll just substitute the word, I'm just going to somewhat cheat here and then, you know, we'll kind of have a conversation once the master returns. So there's no cheating in stewardship. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18 encourages us, remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you the power to be successful, or other versions say the power to get wealth. And, and I want to somewhat end or begin to bring this, uh, this time to a close with that verse because it, it encourages us as men. You may find yourself in a, in, in a place right now where you would say, hey, I'm, 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 I'm a good steward. Stewardship, I have you know, I have no issue with per se. You, you find yourself in, in a great place. You know, you, you're really honorable. You're really responsible. You're really accountable in that of which God has entrusted you with. And that's great. But Deuteronomy 8.18 encourages us then to remember. Remember the Lord your God. You know, remember God who, you know, in the previous verses, remember how God supplied your needs. Remember how, you know, God looked after you. You Remember how God took care of you. You know, remember how God brought you and, and, and you know, sustained you with this thing called manna that, that was a, a foreign, you know, substance to you. It, it's really important because whether we find ourselves in, in the category or under the heading of, yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I have been a very poor steward up till now, or whether you find yourself under the heading of, no, I'm, I, I would view myself in an honest way as being a good steward. It's important to make some adjustments. It's important to, to, to get on track in, in and with our stewardship, with again, starts with our giving. 
Because we, as we read in Matthew chapter 6, verse 20, where your treasure is, where your investment is, where, where your giving is, is, is you know, going towards, there your heart will be also. There your heart. And if your heart isn't in it, I can guarantee we're not stewarding it properly. You know, going back to the example of, of the RV or a new car or a new house, our, our hearts in it. You know, there's a great passion. There's a great, oh, wow, this is cool. Or, you know, I, I, I worked so hard for this or whatever. But to remember the Lord your God, he is the one who gives you the power. Remember, it's, it's, it's God going back to the, the scripture reference in Psalms. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. We are, we are stewards. Don't have an attitude or a mentality that, you know, I work hard. I, I, I work hard for my $60,000 a year. And, you know, I can spend it however I want. Or I went to school for eight years. I worked hard. I worked hard. I studied hard. Do you know how many, you know, how many nights I stayed up late, God? All these, we'll call them excuses, or all these things that we attempt to justify, you know, certain attitudes or positions or, or mindsets that we, fall, that we find ourselves in. So what, what, what I want you to ask yourself this question today as, as, I, as I leave you with a challenge, but an encouraging challenge, a challenge that you can make some adjustments in your own personal life. And of course, as I'm saying that to, to you know, the broadcast, I, I'm pretending I'm looking at a mirror saying it to myself as well, that what are some things, what are some areas that God has called you to manage or you to steward? Think of one. Then think of another. As you do that, before you know it, you'll think of many different, you know, avenues, many different categories that God has called you to manage or to steward as men. Families, finances, careers, education, many different things like that. Now, once you think of those things, I want you to ask yourself, are you stewarding them well? Are you stewarding? Do you have an attitude of a steward? Or do you have an attitude or a mentality of, I'm an owner. This is mine. I worked hard. I studied hard. Uh, you know, you don't know the sacrifices I've made. So what has God called you to manage? What has God called you to steward? And you know what? Going back to the very, you know, theme of this particular ministry is, is, is for men only. We as men are to be the example. You know, we as men, we, we are to set the precedent, you know, for the generation that's coming up behind us. For those that, you know, look up to us, those that are watching our every move when we don't even realize it or when we don't even acknowledge it. You know, the, the, the people that are actually, whether they're young little kids, whether they're teenagers, whether they're our peers that are looking at us, looking at us as men, you know, how, how are they, you know, how are they stewarding? Or, or, or looking at us as, hey, they, they don't steward, they're irresponsible, you know, they're, they're unaccountable. And lastly, stewardship requires continued faithfulness. Stewardship requires continued faithfulness. In the account in Matthew chapter 25, the response is this. Because you have been faithful, because you proved yourself to be faithful with, with the small that I have entrusted you with, now I am going to entrust you. Now I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you more responsibility. I'm going to give you something greater or, you know, just greater in general that now I'm going to entrust into your hands per se. So stewardship requires continued faithfulness. So it doesn't matter which category you find yourself in today. You and we all fall under the category of stewardship and remaining faithful 
in the midst of stewardship, remaining faithful, you know, before stewardship. We're all called to be stewards, to have an attitude, a mentality of that of which is steward, you know, to, to, to just, you know, exemplify that in our everyday lives, whether it's, you know, before our families, whether it's before our ministries, to do our absolute best to take care, to tend, to watch over, to, to keep, you, you know, to, to, to really just, you know, baby, if we could use that term, you know, baby in such a way that, you know, God has called us, if we look at the beginning of, of Genesis and, and, you know, God's initial, you know, call or purpose unto man, it's, you know, he calls us to have dominion. He calls us to multiply. He calls us to, you know, subdue. He calls us to, to, to bring about growth, you know, bring about growth. That's what this is all about. You know, I want you to steward because it's in stewardship that, you know, growth, growth is a, is a byproduct of stewardship. So to remain faithful in our stewardship so that we can continue to grow as, as men, grow in all kinds of, uh, you know, different avenues. But I want us to, I want to take us back to that statement that, that, that I challenged us with in the middle, that stewardship starts with giving. Stewardship starts with giving. Yes, giving of our time, giving of our efforts, giving of our, uh, you know, of our particular resources. But stewardship starts with giving. And I'll make it crystal clear. Stewardship starts with giving of our, of our finances. If we as men aren't in a position today, if you can't honestly say, staring back at the camera at me, if you can't honestly say, I'm faithful in my, I'm faithful with my money. I'm faithful. I'm a good steward in, in the area of finance, in the area of that of which God has entrusted me with. Whether it's $20 a week, whether it's $20 an hour, whether it's $200,000 a year, are you faithful? Because stewardship starts with giving. If, if we're not at a place where we find ourselves to be stewarding well and, 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 and find ourselves to be you know, very responsible with that of which God has entrusted us with, then we begin to jeopardize things like, you know, where do we find our hearts then? Where, where, where is our treasure? You know, all those different questions that we can begin to ask ourselves. So I leave that with, with everyone who's, all the men who's going to uh, tune into this, this, this broadcast platform and this ministry. Again, thanks to Pastor Brent and to Faith Alive Family Church for um, presenting me and giving me the opportunity to share. Again, from the bottom of my heart, I think this is a tremendous ministry and this has great opportunity. You know, going back to uh, my initial and opening statements, you can look at all kinds of different ministries around the globe, even ministries rather right here at home. There's a lot of ministries that pertain to women. And that's great. Obviously, there's a place for that. But, you know, percentage-wise, there's a lot more that that's out there. There's a lot more that, you know, that, that we could maybe even say that, that the women are doing than us men. And that's a problem. That's, that's a problem. And of course that statement isn't said in, in a haughty way that us as men, we need to do, we need to do better and we need to do bigger. No, but, but God has called us, us as men, you know, to a specific role, to a specific, you know, place. And, and, and I think that even within the church as a whole, we've lost it along the way in part. So I'm so grateful for ministries such as this, for men only, that can help us men get back on track in certain areas, such as today's topic being stewardship. I trust that you've been encouraged. I pray a special blessing over each one that is watching. And I challenge you to ask yourself this question as we close. What has God called me to steward? Have a great day. 